0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton. Joining me for this week's roundup is Justin
1: Wells of InsideTexas.com. Justin, welcome in, man. Hey, Bobby. Good to see you again. Another another week. Uh, last couple of weeks have been really busy. We've had a lot of stuff going on. Now it's more of our focus on the next week. And Bobby, our plate looks pretty full again.
0: Yeah, it does. There's a lot of decisions coming up. I'm, I'm going to have you handicap each of those. Uh, In this uh, video segment, I think that's that's a good thing to do. Uh, But before we get there, I want to get your thoughts on a couple of things happening over the weekend. Uh, Aaron Hampton announces for the Longhorns on Friday. He's an East Texas guy. Uh, Justin, and you're from East Texas. You've seen him play.
1: Uh, Tell us about his attributes on the field. On the field. He is spectacular. You know, he's got about a five foot nine and a half, five foot ten frame. About two, I'd say, I think he's listed at 175, Bobby. He's probably more closer to 190, 195. He's he's a solid guy, solid athlete. Um, He's a guy that really started out as a defensive back prospect and then really started to prosper on offense. He really started to become very, very productive the last two seasons, even missing a few games and still scoring at a high clip. And so this was a kid that I like Texas taking him as an athlete. Is he a DB? Is he a receiver? I think he could do well on either side. And I think they're going to figure that out when he gets to on campus, in, you know, at the end of next next year. Uh, but, Right now, I think, you know, he's the type of kid that they beat Bama out for him. Texas A&M was, was making a push. LSU was involved. Uh, but at the end of the day, Texas dipped their toes back into East Texas, and they, they broke a little streak. Alabama's had a streak in East Texas. Nick Saban has become very fond of East Texas players, which just shows you how much of a genius he, he truly is. <laughs> and, you know, it started with, with, with Jamari and Miller and then Jordan Renaud and then Jalen Hell. Now Aaron Hampton breaks the streak, and, and he's headed to Texas. I can say this. The next big uh, prospect in this region is actually 2023 offensive lineman Casey Poe. He's the number one interior lineman in the nation from, from down the street. And so Texas wasn't involved in that one. But don't be surprised if the Alabama train keeps rolling on there, too.
0: Yep, I got you. Hey, the question that, that I would have for you, um, someone that's seen him in person, uh, you know, nearby – what is his number one trait that you think makes him
1: an elite recruit potentially? I think he's explosive with the ball. I think he has another gear and he knows when to go. Now here's the, here's the part that's, that's unique. For the last few years, what I've wrote about him, I prefer him on defense because I've seen him play corner so many times in person where I feel like that's what I've seen him do the best. That's where I've seen him be the most effective, and I know how hard it is to find a quality guy at that spot with that aggressiveness, uh, ability to, to to run the alley and tackle, to, to to lay helmet, to cover well. He can flip his hips, but his, his his claim to fame was scoring on offense, and it's because when the ball's in his hands, there's a good chance he's gonna house it. He uh, he's not he's kind of more of a one cut guy. He's not gonna make. He's not. He's not a twitchy type kid, but he's built well. He's low to the ground, and when he goes, man, it is hard to catch him. Got it.
0: All right, I need to say thanks to our sponsor real quick. That's Laura Baker. Each and every week she sponsors the Roundup. Uh, Laura is with Keller Williams Realty, the Andy Allen team over there. If you're looking to move to or from Austin or even within the city limits or in the neighboring areas, uh, Laura's your person. Uh, Laura Baker, realtor with Keller Williams Realty, a friend of the program and someone that uh, has been with us almost from the very start. We really appreciate her. Uh, visit her at the AndyAllenTeam.com or uh, go to uh, send an email to, excuse me, Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com or call her 512-784-0505. Really appreciate Laura and the work she does. There for Keller Williams. Hey, hey, Justin, uh, the other thing that happened over the weekend, uh, Malik Blockton out of Alabama decides to go to Auburn. Texas, I, I think the word is conceded that to some level to Auburn. Uh, that just sets Texas up better, you think, for the other guys that are still on the, on the hook at defensive line, given the number situation there?
1: No question. No question. I think Blockton – was always a, a prospect that, that, that Bo Davis and, and PK and those guys liked. But I don't know if he was ever in that must-get-urgency type category. And you know how fluid the D-line recruiting has been, especially throughout the Southeast region. But right now, I think Blockton was more of a, hey, a wish. This would be a great get, blah, blah, blah. But not that big of a loss because there are they, – they just didn't know how strong they were in that recruitment, Bobby. And they've got some really good feedback on a handful of other guys after the Alex January domino dropped.
0: All right, let's let's talk down Justin about the other guys that are announcing in the next two weeks, essentially. And like I said, I want to get you to handicap them or handicap uh, Texas's chances with each of them. Uh, let's start with the one that is expected to go first, and that is Melvin Hills, uh, the the uh, defensive lineman out of Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, he's thought to be down to Texas. Uh, and Ole Miss at this point. Uh, what are you hearing there?
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's right. You know, this is a kid we met uh, during junior day, uh, and the funny part was, you know, he was really receptive. He was really eager to talk. had to meet his mother. Uh, one of the things, one of the biggest takeaways. Every time I see a big defensive lineman, and he tells me he's from Lafayette or anywhere near South Louisiana, I generally concede them to LSU. And he was pretty adamant that he was not going to play in state. He's like, I'm not that typical Louisiana kid that has to play at LSU. I'm actually – I want to leave the state and go somewhere else. That, to me, opened the door for a Texas and for an Ole Miss. He had a really good job. He had a really good time. Uh, going over game film, going over stuff with Bo Davis when they when they had their one on one and video sessions, he felt like he learned stuff that he'll be able to apply during the season. But Jerry's been really good on that one here in the last month or so. We we know that he really liked his, his official visit, and so uh, I think Texas has some confidence there. I think they really do. I think this is a, this would be a, another great take if they're able to to, to get him in the boat with, to join with an Alex January. I think you're stacking big guys, whereas January might be more of your traditional three tech Melvin. I feel like is versatile enough to play a couple different spots on that D line. And so it's Texas and Ole Miss, as far as we know right now. And I I feel like Texas is probably in the lead still.
0: Gotcha. Um, The other one that's uh, said late last week, and I haven't talked to you since this, since this uh, occurred, Jaden Jackson out of IMG uh, said he was going to announce on July 13th. Uh, Now, Texas has been involved with him, uh, but the young man is originally from Indiana, not too far away from Columbus, Ohio. Ohio State's involved, along with a half dozen other national-type programs, including Texas. He visited Texas two weekends ago, uh, has also visited Oklahoma, Miami, and Florida as well. Um, Your thoughts on the situation right now with Jaden Jackson and where
1: he might end up uh, on the 13th? It's funny to me. Jaden Jackson is what I call a ratings buster. If you look at his offer list and you and you know the recruitment behind the scenes and how much these big, big programs have really pushed for his services. Yet he is a perennial three star in virtually every single recruiting ranking. It's one of those things where it's like almost everyone missed. This guy is definitely legit. Uh, Bobby, I think Texas gave themselves the best possible chance they could when he took that official visit in June, late June, I believe it was. Um, he thoroughly enjoyed it. I think they did a wonderful job. But at the end of the day, the proximity, like you said, from Indiana closer to Columbus, uh, he's been he's had a relationship with Larry Johnson, the D-line coach at Ohio State, for years, Bobby. And so he's closest there as well. Um, Not to mention, you know, in in some of these recruitments, NIL is a small factor. I feel like that will also apply in Jaden Jackson's recruitment as well. And so at the end of the day, I think Texas is running second on that right now. There's still, there's what, four days left before he decides. Uh, You know, Texas could always come through and push a little harder. But I think right now Ohio State has a lot of confidence and for good reason. Got
0: it. Um, you're not calling that one. You just think if you had to, you'd say that's the lean at this point,
1: right? If I put in an RPM, it would be for Ohio State at 75%. Okay, got it.
0: All right, let's talk next. Uh, we've got uh, the 21st coming up, and this is a big one for Texas. DeAndre Robinson, big defensive lineman out of Orlando Jones. Uh, Bo Davis, along with Tashard Choice, uh, recruiting the big lineman uh, that has also looked at several schools, including Miami, Florida, Georgia, Alabama got offered by Nick Saban a month ago or three weeks ago, Uh, still visited Texas. Right now, most people have him uh, as a Texas lean over Florida. He says he's announcing on July 21st. What are you thinking there,
1: Justin? You know, first I want to you know I want to mention that Jerry has been great in this recruitment. He's had a lot of DeAndre from top to bottom, and I felt like he's 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 the reason inside Texas has had that covered so well. I met Deontre at that first junior day Texas held back. I believe it was the last week in uh, in January, maybe first of February, and he was a very talkative kid, and, and he was a, he was a big, big looking guy from Florida. And it's like, yeah, you you know, you you definitely have that look about you. He loved connecting with Bo Davis. I felt like I thought he was just giving Texas a shot, just sort of a courtesy, and he wound up leaving thinking this could be the spot. And I want to give Bo Davis a ton of credit. Texas was really early, I feel like, on this recruitment compared to these other bigger programs. And and Georgia definitely took a big swing. Ohio State, Alabama were taking pretty decent cuts. But the real threat was always going to be in-state. DeAndre always had, you know, family and proximity also works on the other side of the fence as well uh, when it comes to to guys that Texas are recruiting out of state. And so Florida, I think, is is the biggest threat there. Like I said, Jerry has been really, really good on that one. So I trust a a lot of his info when it comes to that. But the few times that him and I have have interacted uh, since January, Texas showed him something in that first junior day, Bobby. And I think that coupled with the fact that he think he's he has been told you are the next priority on this D-line list like you're right here on the board you're in immediate need going into the SEC i think robinson is really this is be a recruitment that if he's let's say hypothetically he commits on the 21st to texas they're going to have to keep recruiting him through the whistle because florida and miami and those schools are not going to stop coming after this guy he's too good of an impact player
0: got it Um, Another thing that I another guy I haven't talked to you about since he announced his decision would be coming is Corian Gibson out of Lancaster. Uh, Late last week, he said he's going to announce July 22nd. Uh, So we're really talking about a week from Saturday coming up. Right. Um, Corian out of Lancaster uh, visited Texas, has also visited Ohio State and Clemson as well. Um, There's been some people all over the map on this recruitment. uh, Give us. The very latest and where you think it is at this point, Justin.
1: You know, Bobby, this is one of those recruitments that really keeps us on our toes. You know what I mean, man? Because just when you think you've got some stuff nailed down, you have to always check every other angle. It's just it's like being when you work in QA in the oil field. We're quality assurance. You know, we got to make sure whenever that product goes out, this is exactly what it is. And right now, I, there's nothing that has changed my opinion on where I feel like Texas stands with and Gibson right now. And it really resonated after the Clemson official visit. Jerry made a good point of mentioning how important, if he did not commit, days within days after that, that visit, how much it would impact the rest of his recruitment. Comes to Texas, which he had already built a great rapport with. Remember, I had mentioned before, I felt like Clemson had maybe taken, an advantage, taken the lead I want to say it was probably April, maybe May, when, when I saw him at the Texas Relays. And it was because I felt like when they lost Chris Gilbert, one of his close ties from Lancaster when he grew up from the Texas staff to North Texas, I thought that hurt. Gibson assured us, though, Sark did a great job building that relationship. Blake uh, t- uh, Terry Joseph and Blake Gideon. Really, Coach Gideon as well had done a really good job in that relationship, and so I still feel confident that that it's that it's Texas. I still feel like they've done the most. Um, Jordan Johnson Rebel is one of his best friends growing up. I think there's a tie there, and, and and you know me, I am I don't believe in the package deals. I don't think that's a real thing ninety seven percent of the time, but every once in a while it works out pretty nice, and I think Corian gets to play closer to home. I think mom wins if he plays closer to home, and I think at the end of the day, his versatility to play corner, possibly star, possibly safety, all of that combined, it's too much of a good fit. He knows Kobe Black, he knows Jordan Johnson, Rebel, he knows some of these other guys. Those Metroplex guys have been friends for years. Colin Simmons, Jonte Cook, Anthony Hill, Manny Muhammad. At the end of the day, Bobby, I still feel like that wins out.
0: Gotcha. Um, all right. Speaking with Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com, uh, Justin, let's let's uh, flip the switch a little bit here and, and switch it up on you. Um, this coming week, Texas goes to uh, Media Days. Uh, the entire Big Twelve does. Uh, I, I asked you uh, off screen here if you had heard anything lately on Isaiah Naor. Uh, he is the uh, young man out of Wyoming. Uh, he is not going to be at Big Twelve Media Days this week, but there's been some concern about him how possibly entering. Uh, the fall camp with a green jersey on, something like that. What What are you hearing from your sources on that situation at this point?
1: Well, on one angle, I feel like from what I'm hearing, his he, he's going full blast in seven on seven. I mean, he's going running full speed. He's cutting. He's sharp. He looks good. He's becoming really difficult to guard, which a lot of times I feel like that's how DBs and receivers kind of gauge it. it is becoming how much difficult it is to actually stop them. And then, you know, they're getting back to pretty much where they were before. And Nayor was, was, was that type of player before this injury. I think he's really close in that regard to the point where, like I said, he's running full speed, but I feel like Texas just wants to be cautious Uh, starting at fall camp. He may begin in early August, we're in a green jersey, you know, light contact, no contact at all. And then that could be changed in two weeks. And I think last year, I want to say it was either last year or year before we went into August camp and we saw and an, maybe it was going into spring camp of last year. And we saw an abnormal number of green jerseys we weren't necessarily expecting. There was like three or four guys, which normally we would be fully aware of. And it come to find out they were, it was a precautionary thing for the first week of camp, the second week of camp. And so with nayor I feel like right now that's kind of where that's where, where that's at. I know that uh, Eric and I have been digging more and more with the team we've posted here recently. And, and that's, that's been good. And that's why you've got to come to inside Texas and check it out. It really, we do really cover it top to bottom, but Nayor's running full blast at got seven it. on seven. He is, he is, he's doing the things you want to see your wide receiver that doing when you can't wear pads, when you can't hit, hit no helmets, he's looking really solid now.
0: Justin, any of the young guys you're hearing out there doing any, anything in particularly good that you've heard of late?
1: I felt like Jonte Cook and DeAndre Moore almost canceled each other out on the good news during the spring. Cause one day it'd be Jonte, the next day it'd be DeAndre and they really did trade off. And it was kind of a nice little compliment to each other, especially in both places similar spots. Ryan Niblett though, you know, everyone you know they've heard about his speed i think they had measured him i think it was uh, clocked at like 22.8 during something they did early on during the testing in june and, and niblet's always been a fast guy before his injury we know about his track prowess and his big playability on offense but i'm going to say this again they what i from what i hear ad mitchell this is this is a big year for him bobby and i think he is treating this Almost like he's been disrespected. and that's tough tough bag to carry considering you were on a team that won back to back you know national championships. But for Mitchell, even with him being so involved in some of those bigger games, I think he has something to prove, maybe not just to the fans and family and, and friends in the world, maybe to himself. And so I want to say that Ryan Niblett's like a you know smoke through a keyhole. this kid just shoots and goes. It's um, interesting. He's got another gear, but I'm telling you, AD Mitchell is the receiver that get, it's getting more and more respect every day to the point where it's almost expected that he's going to do something nice each evening.
0: That's interesting. And so they're working out in the evening, playing seven on seven in the evening after they, they, classes they, during
1: the morning, they, they trade them off sometimes twice in the, during the week. It's in the morning, twice it's in the evenings. It's really to try to escape that, that, uh, the heat of the middle of the day. Got it. And plus they have some, some, uh,
0: they're in, they're in, just to be clear, I think they just finished first summer term uh, classes uh, on campus, at, had finals this past week. Uh, and so now they're going into second semester of summer school. Uh, and they'll do workouts with the team in the morning in the weight room, I think, two times a week. Is that right, Justin? Tuesdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Thursdays. Yeah, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then they play seven on seven four times a week. Right. Uh, so that's kind of the the uh, game plan overall. All right, uh, Justin, you're going up to, to Dallas Uh, Jerry World, as I like to call it, the stadium is is hosting uh, the Big 12 uh, media days. Anything in particular you're really looking forward to there?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Joe and I spoke about that on the very, very popular, highly nominated question answered OTF on Texas football on Thursday mornings with Justin Wells and Joe Cook. The, the, the response, Bobby, has been overwhelming. Like, I can't, I want to thank the fans more than anybody. I mean, there's some really good feedback there. And so East Texas we,
0: humility and sarcasm combined. That's 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 East Texan, if there's anything to it right there. Hey, my
1: man, you, you, you call it like you see it, Bobby. And, and the way I see it is uh, it's going to be fun because this is the last time I have to go to a Big 12 media days. I've been to 10. Texas has been on the second day every single time I've been. So I'm pretty fired up that they're on the first day because a lot of times we have to kind of generate content on the day that's non-Texas related. We have to write up something about Walt Anderson talking about uh, you can't hit at certain angles because it'll be targeting or you have to hear, you know, uh, numerous things. It's the last one. And you know what? They're fun. You meet a lot. You get to see a lot of friends that you, that you cover in the business that you, you've grew, that you've been around and worked in different places. Um, there's always, it's always a pretty fun experience. You get really close with, with the handful of players. You get to ask them a lot of cool questions. I love the, the real closeness with Steve Sarkeesian and, and the Texas coaches in general. Um, they always have the most cameras outside, but, but I, I feel like it's going to be a going away kind of deal. And I feel like, they're going to get so many SEC questions, and I, I, I'm, I'm looking at prop bets with 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 Sark in regards to uh, stating that you know we we still have to play 2023 uh, of the Texas players that are there. I'm willing to lay down an over under on the amount of times they say that it's going to be. You still got to play 2023. I thought it was cool. Sark talked the other day in the Greg McElroy podcast about how, remember that day they released the 2024 schedule or, or who everybody was going to play in the SEC. Sark, had, remember we all noticed all the players and coaches and social media pushed out that schedule. Sark said that was the player's idea. And that, that, that was one of the They best pushed years. out the 2023 schedule. Yeah, and, and Sark, and that was the player's idea. I remember us talking about that thinking, man, that is Sark being savvy that was the players. And I thought that was huge. And so it's going to be fun, Bobby. It, it, you know, it's one of those things you get, you, you get that. You're going to have a lot of silly questions. You're going to have a lot of the rhetoric that that we go through, the minutia of, of the of the process of of media days. But the truth is I'm not going to miss at Stadium. I already missed the Omni. Listen, they used to have it at the Omni. They quit doing that. That was a bummer. And so now, I uh, mean, because they had the Mary Kay – Uh, convention there every single time that lined up with the Big 12 Media Days. I mean, it it was always a fun couple days there, Bobby. There's
0: a lot of pink Cadillacs in that one. All I know
1: is I I, I feel like I don't have to when we go to the SEC Media Days in in 2024, Joe Cook and I and Ian Boyd, I'm hoping it's somewhere near Nashville. I'm (laughs) hoping it's somewhere in the vicinity where I can crash at Casa de la Burton because I've heard Great things, man.
0: <laughs> All right. I, I want to say thank you uh, to our realtor uh, of uh, note, and that is Laura Baker. Uh, Laura's with Keller Williams, and she's with the Andy Allen team over there. Uh, contact her via email at laura at andyallenteam.com or at 512-784-0505. If you're looking to move to or from Austin or within the city or just want a ne- another place in Austin for game weekends, uh, Laura is the person that you can reach out to. Uh, she knows the entire real estate market in Austin, like the back of her hand. Uh, that's Laura Baker at Keller Williams. Again, Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com. Justin, one last thing before we get going. You have any any other follow-ups you want to talk about this week? I know you got a surprise visit They're early in the week, but we're going to keep that under wraps for people. Anything else going on?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, Going to be on the road, uh, starting out tomorrow. So inside Texas fans and and everyone be paying attention. uh Heading on the road to to check out some prospects, some uh, very important ones in particular. And so uh, there's a lot of reasons to to come to inside Texas this week. We've got so much stuff that, that that's really getting ready to crank out. Ian Boyd is so big on the Big Twelve Media Day stuff. You'll you'll love that. And uh, also. Selman Bridges of note, late Belton cornerback, on three, four star, uh, the six, four kid. He's the real tall, skinny link, multi-sport kid. Uh, he he had tweeted out earlier, uh, yesterday last night or yesterday evening that uh, he's going to announce his commitment this friday uh, all indication sources indicate to eric Nolino and myself it's going to be arkansas at this point things can change uh it may be a numbers thing for texas because of their where they are with some of their other prospects some of the other guys in their position but i think it's something that needs to be of note uh for texas fans when they're when they're asking about bridges and those guys but yeah i'm ready to hit the road bobby we got this is gonna be a long week we got recruits On the road, we've got Big 12 Media Days, and then before we blink, we got recruiting barbecue at the end of July. That's when you really, really got to get on inside Texas each and every moment. And then it's football camp. And that's when we get that's when it gets fun. I it really is a lot of fun. All right. I I can't wait. It's
0: less than 60 days until football season. Less than 55 days. days.
1: It's Stony Clark days until Texas football.
0: (laughs) All right. For Justin Wells, I'm Bobby Burton. Uh, This has been the latest episode of the Roundup on Texas football. Thanks again to Laura Baker.